Welcome back, guys. I needed to... them to get two. Hamilton. I'm saying right now. I'm saying so on the record. You do this every damn week. Okay? Every damn week I start my intro, and every damn week you say some BS in the middle of it. Every damn time. Okay, I'm leaving this in. The world will know my pain. Now his country needs him here. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes. Oh yes. Nani. Alright guys, welcome back to the Pace and Power podcast. I'm your host, Ed Dowling. It's the same old crew. With me today, we've got Pat Halpin, top left. Hello. Temi, bottom, no, sort of centre left again. Again, it doesn't matter, but hi. (laughs) (laughs) You should start doing it by like position if we were like an on-screen graphic of a starting 11. Right wing. (laughs) We've got centre right. Ed Dixon. Uh, howdy. <laughs> Just ignore the suggestion. Incredulous from Dixon. <laughs> howdy. And last but not least, uh, Hammerson in the bottom right. How's it going? Hello, hello. Okay, and obviously we are doing the roundup of all the weekend's action, including Chelsea's emphatic win against Palace, Arsenal's soon-to-be emphatic win against Sheffield United, and I would usually do a baited switch and say some BS game like, you know, Burnley versus Newcastle, but yeah, Spurs versus Man United. Okay. I think we probably have to again. start with Spurs, don't we? Fuck off. Y- um, yeah, it, vo- it involves two of the members sitting here before us. <laughs> it's the, the, big one. the second real clash of the of the, of the the podcast, guys. Isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah, podcast feed podcast. Um, okay. I think, Temi, you start us off. Just, well, know, as always, I've been itching to talk about this game. Um, I... I'm so I'm so glad because it's the it's the first it's the first podcast v podcast game that I've been involved in, not not me personally, but my <laughs> um, and uh, I thought we played really really well. Um, won the game three one for anyone who doesn't know, um, which is you know it goes some way to getting revenge against the horrible embarrassment we suffered at the start of the season. Um, I thought everyone who I normally shout out on the on the pod, Luke Shaw, Greenwood. Rashford, all these guys again balled out. Fernandez, um, big game, balled out. I think you guys Pro- agree. proved his uh, proved his haters wrong. Yeah, it's me. I'm haters. <laughs> um, so yeah, every, everything was great. I want to I want to talk a bit about the uh, incident that that uh, had our group chat on stream, Blazing. which was uh, the disallowed goal for Man United when McTominay has brushed past uh, Luke Shaw's, the side the, the side of Son's cheek, sort of caressed it a little bit and Son has fallen down like he'd been sniped from distance <laughs> and uh, it, it led to our goal, our beautiful, beautiful goal being disallowed um, and I think it hurt the most because I thought the goal was so good and Pogba did so well to get the assist for Cavani. I've watched it now maybe a hundred times and my final verdict is this. 
I agree with Pat that there that it doesn't matter whether or not it was um, unintentional. And the more I watch it, I'm not actually 100% sure it was. But um, <laughs> the contact for me is so minimal that it might as well have not happened as, as much as the effect on the move. I, I, as I say, if that doesn't happen, we score the same goal. Yeah. Um, he barely touches him. I, I am fuming at Son, but I know that every player that Man United have on their books would go down in the exact same way. So I don't think, and this is probably because we've won the game, I'm not as angry about it as I was when it first happened. Um, and I was a bit worried about its effect on the game, considering Son went when the other side and scored pretty quick. Um, and interesting that he was he was so uh, so conscious for that after being knocked out. Yeah, he, did, uh, he didn't seem dazed or confused like I expected. No, no, not, not quite as dazed or confused as I, as I was. No, 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 no. He, he battled on, he battled on. Um, <laughs> through, the, thought, through the pain. No, no substitute this time. I thought, to be honest, um, I think it, from a neutral perspective, it's stupid as a stupid rule. But that is the game, and that are those are the rules. The end of the day, like. Yeah. What do you mean from a neutral perspective? You're not neutral. No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm adopting a neutral perspective. Obviously, yeah. from my perspective, <laughs> it's obvious. Obviously, I think it should be a foul. Obviously, it should be pulled back. Obviously, I don't. He's punched him in the face. Obviously, that is the case. That I think, but everyone knows that's what I'm going to say. I think that it, as Gary Neville summed up perfectly well, like either side would feel aggrieved by whatever way the decision went. If it get, yeah. went against Spurs, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like the, the BS we have had goals pulled back for previously and that's not getting pulled up? Disgraceful. Then yeah. if I'm Man United, I'm robbed of amazing goal by an incident that literally didn't affect the play. Yeah. Um, can, can I just, from, from an actual, you know, neutral's perspective, um, I, I watched it in real time and straight away I thought, I didn't think it was a horrible foul. I didn't even necessarily know it was a foul, but I looked at it in real time and I thought, that's going to get disallowed. And it called it back, showed what it was, and I was like, that's getting disallowed. And it got disallowed. And I'm not saying it's necessarily right, but I think, I think Temi, you slightly underplay. I think Son made an absolute meal of it, but like, it, it, he didn't probably didn't expect to get mm. lightly hit in the face. He did, and he went down. Gets given 100% of the time. It's lucky that United game. win. Yeah, is you not lucky that United win the game so convincingly because that would be the talking point of the game. Otherwise, uh, were you only so convinced that it was going to be disallowed because that is literally what VAR does now? If there's even a somewhat um, slightly contentious decision, they go the other way, which is not no, what it's meant to do. Not, not really. Actually, I actually, I, I think it's just is... sort of the inevitable BS of it. I think this is a bad example of that because I, I think this is the one one of the few situations I've seen this season where I thought VAR was used pretty effectively. Um, I actually think my, my problem is probably more with the rule than anything. Like th this wasn't a, a crazy BS, like lines being drawn, any of that nonsense that happened in other games today. It was like, I saw it in the video. I thought fr from, the vid from what the video showed me, I thought, yep, that's going to get disallowed because that's just about a foul. And... Yeah. This is where I was so shocked, though, because I normally, and with my pessimist fan head on, I'm like, oh, when I see a little incident, I'm like, oh, our goal's going to get pulled back. Our goal's going to get pulled back. Yeah. When I saw it brought back. I was like, oh, no, that's fine. Don't worry. We've scored. Oh, really? Like, oh, that, that, that's fine. That's not going to get pulled back. Okay. And, and still watching it now, I just, I don't think there's enough in it. I really don't. And I want to be neutral. I really do. But yeah. I just no, don't, I don't think there's enough in and, that. And not to, not to, last goal. Not to rile up anyone in this chat as well, but Son Son does have prior when it comes to this sort of thing. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna step in here. Um, I think 
the only real problem with it for me is the refs in a bit. I thought the ref had a pretty pretty poor game, truth be told. And I think the real the real uh, crime here was his inability to spot the foul there and then because then none of this happens because it is a foul. Like yeah. whether you like it or not, it, it's a foul. And the fact that he decided to play on and he wasn't sure and he deliberated led to this whole thing and he had to change his mind and ultimately he looked like a fool because he had to go back on it. So, yeah. And to be honest, it doesn't even matter. At the end of the day, no. we lost <laughs> pretty matter, no. so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, just, to, just to get everyone's perspective, Dixon, what did you think of it? Uh, I don't like that it's a foul, but by the rules of the game, it, it, it is. It, <laughs> like, fact, it factually is. Yeah. Um, it's, the sort the- of, it's the sort of thing where if your player gets hit in the face as lightly as possible, yeah you're upset that it's not been a foul because every time that gets called against your team, no matter what team you support. Yeah, I don't think uh, on the scale of games gone, zero to 10, I think this is like a four. I really don't think this is very games oh, gone, yeah, no, to be I honest. Thought, I thought I'm gonna it go was a little games gone gonna... at the time and I don't anymore. Nah, nah, nah. It's I'm, not... I'm going to go, I'm gonna go games, games gone. gone six out of 10 because I'm, I'm, I'm more on the Temi side of things. I, pretty much the way he summed it up initially, I agreed with it word for word. Okay. No, I think uh, the game's well, here. I think the game's here, to be honest. I don't think the it, game. Think the game happened, and we it's within sight. It. It's within sight. Yeah, let's talk about the. the let's the talk about the game. Because <laughs> our second half performance was up there with with one of the best forty-five minutes I've seen from us this season for a number of reasons. I've seen us, I've seen us come back from losing away from home in the second half. Oh, like twenty times. I don't know. <laughs> it's and bloody. It, it doesn't get any less any less good. I know everyone's like, oh, we got to manage games better. We got to start games better. Coming back from losing is the best feeling in football. And we yeah. do it sort of every week and it doesn't get any worse. Um, especially against like a good side where I'm told. 10,000 10, uh, inverted covers around that. <laughs> so many. You, you, you said good side. It. You said good side. Uh, <laughs> point um, of order. Point of order. <laughs> I thought in the, in the second half, it was it was unreal from us. I thought we we had we had our tempo great, which is crazy because we didn't even have we don't have Jorginho or anything like that, but we managed to get our tempo um, pretty much right. I thought we I thought we ran the midfield. McTominay, the tempo unreal. controller. Yeah, exactly. Um, Pogba was unreal. Fernandez was unreal. Um, Greenwood, I think his goal just shows exactly what he's all about. What we know, the step over yeah. either foot doesn't matter. He can put it in, but his assist is what I really want to focus on because he doesn't really look up. He knows where Cavani is. He plays a peach of a cross in, and then that is the benefit of having a, a proper striker. And like I use the word proper, knowing yeah. that I probably <laughs> should have inverted commas around it, and I'm not putting any. <laughs> no, uh, because... this is the inverted commas episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, where would uh, he, where where would Tony Martial have been for he's for that cross? The least proper striker you'll ever see play <laughs> number nine, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> no, I think no. I think the best question to ask is where would Lacazette be for that cross? Because halfway <laughs> line still. I just want to say as well. I just want to say before Cavani signed, I remember I said I'm gonna say this right now. I'm cashing this in right now. I said Cavani would be a good sign for United. I thought he still has it, still got the movement, all the his key skills. You don't lose those. I think he's been a, a qualified success. That's how I would describe it. On a free, it. yeah. On a free, yeah. Wow, fair enough. Fair enough. I think I to wear what was our once special and now very cursed number seven shirt and have what everyone admits has been a very good season for him. He's had limited game time yeah. injuries, racism. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> I think uh, whenever he's been on, I've just felt more like we were going to score because he put a ball in. And he, he probably will win it. And when he does, it's going to go on target. I thought Larice, 
incredible. Mm. Made made a fantastic save on 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 the Fernandez shot, um, and then a bit ropey at other times. Dean Henderson on the other side, he made some big saves today. Mm. Some big saves that will, that will help with his claim to be our number one long term. Um, because there was one where Son cuts back inside, and Henderson makes what I call a De Gea esque save with his yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and just sort of stood up to the task today, so I, I was happy for him as well. Yeah, yeah, he was good. To be fair, he was good. Um, all right, I'm going to talk about Tottenham, and this is going to take a while, okay? Because I've, I've got notes. I've got, I've, I've okay. Got notes. <laughs> Firstly, I you know you know how I feel about Mourinho. Mourinho has to go, basically. You know how it is. Um, end of the season likely is when it, it will go. Uh, please, can he go? And here's why. Um, I thought today, if I'm, I'm going to get all tactical here. I thought today the major problem was was the midfield for us. Where United had two players, i.e. Fred and McTominay, to do the defensive dirty work to assist the creative player in Pogba, who had an absolutely amazing game. Uh, we only had one, Hoybier. And I see it time and time again. He has good games, Hoybier. He had a good game again today. But he's getting overrun Every single game, every single game, he's getting passed around. And he's, you know, he's not Kante, and Kante is the only one that can do him, that job by himself. So he's just going to, he's nothing he can do about it. Lacelso, as we we're talking about in, in the chat, okay, um, I think he's a good player, but his skills, I mean, you're doing the stinky side, Ed, uh, fuck off, that's what I can say to that. Yeah, for, the, um, for the record, he was doing the stinky side. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not, he isn't. Like a, he doesn't break down play. He'll put an occasional challenge in. He does a similar job to Ndombele. And you sort of got, you've got two midfielders which kind of do the same thing and you've got one outright defensive midfielder, right? And you look at the most successful teams in this league and they all have two covering midfielders for one amazingly creative player. You don't have two players to do the same fucking thing. You know, Lo Celso's main thing Case in point being his goals against Ar his assist against Arsenal and his goal against City is he's very, very good in transition. He's very good at receiving the ball in transition and playing a very good pass into Kane or Son or whoever. Um, but then I saw Ndombele doing that. I saw Lucas Moura doing that. So I was like, what, what is the point of him being in midfield? And the other thing was, 65 minutes, whatever it was, you, Man United, bring on Mason Greenwood for Marcus Rashford. We bring on Musa Sissoko. <laughs> Why? He, he, he was the spark man. <laughs> I don't know who he replaced. I think it was the Celsa, but like what's why? What what does he do? What is he going to do? What is he going to change? I thought it was really weird actually, because you were that was like after a period where I would have said Spurs were in control of the game. So to then mm. bring on like a defensive midfielder instead of like I didn't think we were ever in control this game. Home. I don't think we were ever in control. I thought, I thought we had a good first half. I thought in the first half we played well. It was like shadows of what we were playing in the first sort of third of the season. But I knew, I knew we were going to concede. I, like, I made a joke with my dad. Like, my dad said, yeah, it's a good goal, but we're losing this game, aren't we? He was like, yeah, <laughs> we're losing. And, and, and uh, you, Mr. Edward Dowling, you have receipts for this, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, you have receipts. Uh, <laughs> I mean, because you said in the chat, half, I mean, half-time your team's 1-0 up at home. I, 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 have, I just think the attitude that, that this season has given your fans, half-time, 1-0 up, you said, bet your house. We are losing this game. <laughs> I, I wish I had a house to bet. <laughs> well, Dowling's house is sitting back at tenner. <laughs> <laughs> no, so no, yeah, that, you know, that, easy money. 
Yeah, <laughs> Dowling, I, I think um, the last sort of 10 minutes of this game were the first time all season where I really felt that the Spurs players were playing to get Mourinho sacked. Like, mm. there, it was... You would have thought they were the way that Spurs players were wasting time. I thought that like they were winning. Son Son was dallying over throw-ins, and I was like, "Oh, they don't care. They do not give a shit." I don't think he does. No, I think another thing as well, right? Like the Mourinho sides fundamentally are defense first, aren't they? And you, I look at this team, and this team, I would say, bar maybe Bale in terms of quality for Lucas Moura, this is our best team. This is our best team. Our best players are playing in this team. I look at it and. Three of them are naturally defensive players, and that's Hoybier and the two centre-backs. Aurier is not a naturally defensive right-back. Regulon is not even... I don't even think he's a left-back, to be honest. I think he's a left midfielder. I really... Today is case in point. He, he's not... Yeah. I don't think he's a left-back. Um, and so if, how, we, if, we, if we're going to refer back... If we're going to refer back to our agendas episode, not a good day for the, uh, oh, my the Regulon train. Tatters. <laughs> and my Ndombele agenda. Tatters as well. It's devastating. <laughs> yeah. Popper really showed why he... Uh, <laughs> however, 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 however. <laughs> I, 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 I want to call the podcast we... because these two fixtures, uh, the 6-1 and this game, show kind of both sides of Pogba. I thought Pogba against Spurs at Old Trafford when, with the 6-1, I thought he was like as close to a 0 out of 10 as a player can be. Truth be told, yeah, I, 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 agree. I, I remember in, in that dreadful. game. And today... I, I think the difference there is management. Well, one, Pogba just wasn't fit. And everyone's admitted that, that he just wasn't fit at the time. But the other, the other difference there is management. Because this time, as you rightly pointed out, we he had, told two, to have we had more Fred, fun, didn't McTominay. <laughs> <laughs> In our three where it's normally Fernandez and like sort of James Rashford, Greenwood, it was Pogba and Bruno in that three with Rashford. So what that does is essentially create a four in midfield, just like you referred to with, with Hoiberg getting run over. It's because we have four midfielders in the middle of that park, and that's why Pogba can have the game that he had today. Mm. I thought he was exceptional. Set up like that. Um, I think Mourinho, I think that this, this game's like this one, like, you, it's so wrong. It's, you know, Fred, I, like, I want to talk about Fred real quick. Fred was, Fred was abject in that game. Abject. Dyer. Terrible. Dyer. He scored a tap in. I might, you know, oh, I wasn't as bad as that. But, but he he ran that goal. <laughs> that goal he randomly turned to Iniesta because he played some lovely, lovely passes. Finished the move off. Great. He was he was he was Jack Wilshere versus Norwich for that goal. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah he really was. Mm. But the rest of the game, honestly, but just uh, having a body. I've, there. Been, I've been trying to hold off from saying this for for a few weeks because I like him. I do, but Fred is a terrible. Player. <laughs> He's not good. Um, and what happened was <laughs> under Mourinho when he signed. Everyone was playing awfully, and he was still worse than everyone. So that he. <laughs> so what happened then when Ole came in? He improved. And I was like, oh, Fred isn't as bad as I thought he was. So maybe that means he's good. No, 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 no. Fred is a terrible, terrible central midfielder. And it, when it's a choice, it wasn't today, but when it's a choice between him and McTominay, I, I can't believe there's a conversation about it. Yeah. Because McTominay is a, a good yeah, central good. midfielder and Fred is not. He's good. Yeah. The, the Muck part in McFred is really yeah. carrying the burden. Really isn't it? carrying it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it seemed like Pogba like, looked at Mourinho at half time or something. Mourinho was like smiling. Like, and he was like, okay, I, I'm going to destroy you now. I'm going to ruin your life. I'm going to be sad. Can we, can we, if, we, if we're going to make this, because this has been a pretty, you know, a, a very tactical and, and good clever discussion but can we just talk quickly about that picture of Mourinho staring at Luke Shaw after the game oh. <laughs> he looks oh. so angry I've never seen anything like it a man he hated called fat in the press <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's um, running games every yeah. week <laughs> so obviously 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 it's it's a truly it's not 
it's crushing in the sense that in an in isolation it's crushing. I mean, over the course of the season, it really is part of the course. Um, but there were very few positives, but there were some. I think like Lucas Mora. I think he. I think I like his attitude. I think he's a good player, and he was the only one. He's always he's always the kind of one where you have a better result. He's always the one that's you, like, yeah, he tried, he tried. Um, I thought Joe Rodon. I think he's a good player, good defender behind him. Clown school, Dyer. So Sergio wasn't that bad, but like he is a clown, really. Um, and just the sheer volume of, and this is another thing as well, the sheer volume of chances that we have to defend against. We're second for blocks in the league, and that's like a relegation sort of stat. Um, oh. It's like people say, "Oh, it's a defense defensive shit." This is shit. That should be West Brom. But yeah, we have the, the, the amount of action because of the midfield problem, which I mentioned previously. The sheer volume of chances that we have to withstand every single game is as a result of the tactic. It's, it's because it's our, not, our, our, our fullbacks aren't defensive fullbacks. They're it would be fine chances. if you were outscoring teams. Yeah, it's just also it's just not sustainable for any team, is it? Like th- this was the case with Emery at Arsenal um it's just like when, when you're conceding 20 shots a game you are not going to consistently win games it just doesn't work like that mm. so it stems from the field it stems from the midfield I'm afraid um and I the fact that he hasn't seen this already terrible it, it's it's uh, actually shocking for a manager of his pedigree shocking is he is he added to the the Ed Dowling hit list he was on the hit list before um <laughs> oh, but, okay off the Zagreb, yeah. He, it's so, and I, I'm sure I, I hate looking at his. Uh, when we lose, it's so horrible. When he's embarrassing himself from the media and he's saying all these like vile things about everyone, it's just, <laughs> oh, it's just pathetic. It's you. It's your fault. Like just admit it, fess up to it. So at the end of the day, grown ass man, please yeah. fuck off. Please, please, God, fuck <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> Get most of the most this of the This is what I say about him. Ev- everyone who's ended up being a fan of a team who Mourinho has managed in the last five years now has said that sentence. No. I, I, off. <laughs> I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, and, and Ed isn't even close to my worst enemy. He's like, <laughs> he's like third or fourth. So I appreciate, I appreciate that. Uh, the very, very last point I wanted to make in this game was um, it's completely not relevant to the actual game itself, but Sky Sports, right? I had to, we actually actually had to turn the commentary down. It was so poor um, for the second half. Like Martin Tyler and Gary Neville, albeit you know, okay, fine. Gary Neville was a Man United man through and through, but and so is Martin Tyler. But they didn't, yeah, exactly. They didn't talk about Tottenham at <laughs> half time. They didn't speak about Tottenham. Nothing was said. They've spoken about they spoke about Mourinho, but like mm. Tottenham as a, as a club, it's one of those things. And I have noticed it being a United fan, and it is bad, especially in our banter years. Um, which I think we might be coming out of, fingers crossed. But in these past four or five years, whether we're winning or losing a game, it, the, the commentary is all about Man United. All about Man United. Unless we're playing Liverpool. Every West, game. Which yeah. Is, mm. uh, pointed out. And it's, actually, it's silly because other people watch the game. Like, it was probably like a like a pretty down the middle split of what, what which fans were watching that game. And they have to cover the games better because... Yeah. I'm trying to watch things as a neutral, and all I'm hearing is Man United stuff. Like it's ridiculous. Mm. It's it's, bord- it's bordering on like Man United fan TV, pretty much, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah. I, I can see. Obviously, there's a reason for that. It's you know, United are fucking gigantic. As much as I hate to say it, but it's, it's a almost- bit. It, it, it's horrible. <laughs> it's like yeah, and to be honest, 
Like, where was the Tottenham? Like, is Jamie Redknapp the Tottenham representation really? He had like two <laughs> seasons. Like, it's Roy Keane, it's Gary Neville, and it's always the same. Their analysis is so poor every single time. Roy Keane, especially, he thinks yeah, we're Ed, playing Ed, the game Spurs, from 20 years ago. Spurs can't get Harry Kane as a pundit. He's playing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, they'll have to get one of their other, their other legends. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, the thing is, you would pick Ledley King, wouldn't you? And he actually can't do it because he's. he's He's in the dugout. <laughs> that would be quite an interesting new perspective, though. Like he's right next to Rio, being like, oh, "I just think Mourinho's got to go." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think to, to round up on this game and Sky Sky Sports, um, shocking, 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 shocking every single time. Spurs, shocking, shocking, shocking. Um, Mourinho has to go. Has to go. Um, most of the players have to go. Everyone talks about oh summer rebuild. Summer rebuilds like happen maybe five percent of the time when people actually need them. And it's so I'm not, not yeah. now with COVID. Ah. No, so you know um, more misery, I guess, is on the, on the, on the cards. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a North London race to the bottom at the moment. I think it is. And speaking of bottom, Hamson, do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so predictable, but it's so good. Do you want that was to talk my about transition so far? <laughs> Kai Havertz, quickly. <laughs> he he turned into the lanky, lanky Maradona. Oh, no, he did. No, no, no. There was one more. There was one moment in that game where I have never seen a more exceptional piece of skill in my entire oh, life. Oh, is it, is it is it the little flick over the guy's head? I was like, this is. This I was, I was, I was I've never seen anything like that. Otherworldly. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. I thank God he missed. Thank God he missed. Should we continue with Hammerson's Chelsea analysis? Because I didn't actually watch the game, so I have nothing to say about this. I unfortunately did watch the game as well. Hammerson, are you there? Uh, He's muted. He's not there. Sorry, right. Dad called me. Probably. What did he no, call no, you? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> he called him Hammerson. <laughs> well, okay. Such low hanging fruit. That was great. Keep that on. Well, keep that on. It was. So it was Chelsea for. Palace one, if I'm not mistaken. Indeed, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, we just spoke about Havertz, who was it was probably again his best game in Chelsea shirt, um, and he was great. But I think it would be unfair just to focus on him because our whole our whole team was great, to be honest. Um, the whole of the front three, Mount once again. Ask we all know that now. Um, the fullbacks, Reen Chilwell, great. Jorginho, yeah, he was right, I guess. <laughs> uh, that's me to say it, but yeah. Um, and the defenders are all, all fine, but I mean, Palace, Palace don't don't trouble you, do they? So they were they were terrible, to be quite frank. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh. the one thing the one the one thing we've asked for from the one thing we've said all along about Tuchel's Chelsea have been boring, boring football. It was the first time that first half an hour we were electric. You It's the reason I'm, I didn't watch the game because I saw I'm, I was I was going to watch it. And I saw that like five minutes in, you were like two up, and I was, I just thought, nope. 
I'm not watching Chelsea. Yeah, good. Our, our football for the first 20 minutes, half an hour, we we were playing incredible football. I mean, Ed, you saw it and you were like, wow, mm, in the group I chat. Thought, yeah. So, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I will say, now, you know how much I hate Chelsea and you know, hate praising Chelsea, but um, <laughs> I thought, and I will say, I thought Palace started the game abysmally, but I don't, they, they stank. But Pulisic's movement, um, Havertz had a really good game, to be fair. Timo Werner, non existent, you know. He, he was still, <laughs> still some, some normality remained. He was still fucking terrible. <laughs> uh, he was on Mason the bench, Mount. but thank God. Exactly. Um, Mason <laughs> Mount, <laughs> where he does his, his best, his, his best performance <laughs> in the Chelsea show was just yeah. sitting there, <laughs> doing nothing. I mean, that's what he does ordinarily, but. But yeah, I don't know. I think for Palace to concede that Zuma goal from a set piece, that is criminal. That is just criminal. Like that it is... was a good ball from Mount. It's where you want it to be. But yeah, they just put up no resistance. That's their whole bread and butter. I, I would not have that as a Palace fan. Zuma of all players, free, free as a bird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought. No I thought. Set... No, no fancy little routine. That that's that's surely Hodgson bread and butter, isn't it? So I was going to say set yeah. pieces are meant to be there. They eat off that every single week. Um, that, why else would they pack the team with like 25 six foot plus players <laughs> <laughs> Look, looking forward I think that's that's got to be our front three like that is our best front three for now I think, oh, wait, who, yeah, who was Pulisic, it again Pulisic, Pulisic on the left Havertz in the middle and Mount Mount on the right slash mm. dropping deep that's, that's got to be our, our front you think, three ha- Havertz, you, you think Havertz has to be starting striker Right now, right now, as of now, yes. But I was thinking about it because obviously I spoke to you guys after Porto the other day. Another great result, oh. um, and um, said me. we we are a good team to you, didn't I? And said, imagine if we had an actual legitimate striker who could score more than five Ooh. goals a season. Ooh. No, hang we, on, no. Hang what on, what you, you're, you're twisting this conversation. Imagine if we favorite. had three world class forwards. Yeah, and also <laughs> you, didn't say, you didn't say you were a good team. But you said. Imagine if we had three entirely different players, uh, we'd be amazing. <laughs> no, 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 hang on. Before we jump on Hampson, I, will I said say, we are a really, really good team. It makes it even more frustrating that they didn't turn out as good as they were supposed to be. I will say, theoretically, that front three, that source, you know, by the by the gallon load, I think. I think that's, in, that's such an interesting front three. Yeah, I like it. They've like been in the Bundesliga. Oh, yeah, oh exactly Jesus. That. Yeah. A, a three-way right tie for Ballon d'Or. If they were playing in the Bundesliga, that that's really interesting, really exciting. I just, I'm, I'm just looking really quickly uh, at that Crystal Palace lineup. Hamson, do you remember who they had at centre back? No, they Cheku Kuyate. Honestly, no. A Hill. Just only Honestly, because. No, no, I don't. <laughs> only because, like, if you tell me that that's going to be your front three for like a full season, I'm going to say that front three is going to get bullied out of the league. They're going to all fall over, like. 80 times a no, game. No, right. I don't want it to be. I'm, I'm talking... I'm, I'm talking for the rest of the season, ideally. And going forward, obviously, we sign a, a proper striker. Be it Haaland, fingers crossed, Lukaku, whoever, I don't care. Just someone who can score 20 goals. Sorry, just... just, don't, just don't how, care who. How are Chelsea fans so, how are Chelsea so <laughs> and then lucky those, that they're... Those... How are Chelsea fans so lucky that they can, they can just... Ask for any name and they'll probably end up at their club. Like you've just <laughs> bought Timo Werner. You just spent, bought oh, him. You spent you spent the GDP of a reasonably sized country on attackers last last window. If that was Spurs, we'd be like, right, we're done for ten years now, guys. We, you know, we, we've done it. We've spent money. This is it. Unlucky, swing and a miss. We're, we're, we're back to. 
<laughs> to go back though, I think when when a team's playing Kiate and Gary Cahill, I know you love Gary Cahill, Hammerson, but he's like a relative. He's past it. He's washed. Yeah, Kiate and Gary Cahill as their as their centre backs, and just just Milivojevic and Riedewald really as defensive midfielders. What it, is that? What is that? What is that? You said that. That's been their team anything. for most. Like, of course, Havertz had a great game though, because that's 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 the sort of that's the sort of defence. That you'd be seeing in the Bundesliga, it's not good enough. Yeah, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but that's, that is Palace's team, and Palace have been fine for the most part this season. So I think they would yeah, just particularly fall, like you said, with the set piece, not, not doing their their usual. It's just a habit, or as well as they should have been at least. I have that to have watched all season. When I watched him last season, I was like, he's frighteningly quick as on top of all this skill that he has. And then when I've watched him this yeah. season, the Premier League, I thought, Jesus Christ, this guy looks unfit. He looks like he doesn't belong really on, on a football pitch. Like he doesn't seem like he can run faster than anyone else. And then obviously against your Gary Cahills, of course, he's going to tear it up. See, I'm not going to get carried away because really it's only his second good game. Like he played centre forward against Everton, was great. Man of the match, played centre forward again yesterday, was really good. Now, obviously that's not City or Liverpool or United, but it's promising because in those two games he's been a damn sight better than he was like you just mentioned yeah. at the start of the season where he looked unfit he looked leggy he could barely string two passes together um he, so yeah well, obviously i'm not going to say oh my god he's arrived like everyone i saw a chelsea fan say that uh with pulisic the premier league was in good hands next season <laughs> You're a fan base. That is Ooh, now, that, Premier League. That's Premier League. He's he's, he's carrying Hazard's mantle. Run me by uh, the Porto game midweek, Hamilton. I thought, in equal measure, I thought Porto were pretty disappointing, and I thought Chelsea were, as much as I hate to say it, I thought they were excellent. I thought they were excellent. Well, actually, yeah, yeah, we we just executed our game plan. We were solid. Um, we. Did, did what we had to do for a Champions League quarterfinal. Obviously, it started off for the first half an hour, probably Porto were, were a damn sight better. Um, we, I don't think we even had a shot on target in the first half an hour, but we, we sat back, we were compact, we were tight. Um, and then when, when we got our chances on, on the break, we, we took them and obviously go away with the 2-0 away goals in inverted commas. Yeah. Yeah. I think this uh now I have a hot take. Mount on, on the half turn is one of the best players in the world. On a, on the half turn, he is so so good. He it's like, so yeah, specific. That is, it's so specific yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is such a jargony hot take that no well, one could even care enough actually, to disagree with you. I actually he like, does I it agree with so you. well every single time. Saying, oh, Kane's that, first stride out of his first step is so good. <laughs> class. I, I didn't want to talk about this, but I don't want to hear about Harry Kane this week because I, I didn't watch him play this week. Did anyone see him? That, that, I didn't see him. Hang, hang on, you no, you watched him. You watched him shoot every time he got the ball, like he was at Power League. <laughs> He's just off. After that that Champions League game, this podcast official ties with the the port the institution of FC Porto uh, at a, a threadbare point. Uh, yeah. I was we, we, Porto podcast. We put yeah. our we put our you guys reputation on the line for these guys, and they were shit. Yeah, you guys, you guys went in on me. Oh, Porto, I'm gonna fear Chelsea. What do you mean, Chelsea? you guys? 
he's 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 gonna he says he's gonna knock out Chelsea like he did you uh... <laughs> but you were the, but, you were the like one a... who changed the, the account name to Pace and Porto that was you that was not me <laughs> oh you actually you actually <laughs> felt that right okay <laughs> Arsenal I mean, embarrass themselves enough in midweek that we can change it to the race and power podcast. Yeah, I was about to make that joke as well. <laughs> oh, that might be that might be joke of the episode. Yes. That's so good. Yeah, that's, yes. that's well played. Wow, wow, bravo, bravo. With that, um, should we should we talk about how poor we were on Thursday? Because I'm happy to. <laughs> no, 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 let's no, let's cover let's cover Sheffield United first because obviously basically get the nice stuff out the way. You basically get a buy. Uh, for this Premier League match week, because they are the worst team I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except so. if you're Man United, because you'll lose, apparently. <laughs> At home, yeah. yeah. Forgot, we've established this. Ollie forgot to tell them to have fun. That was the only problem. <laughs> um, Ed, do you want to do do talk about the, the game we just watched? Yeah, go on. I'll talk about it. Um, I thought we were actually pretty good today, which, you know, that's... That's quite a refreshing take from me <laughs> for a roundup. Um, that's the first, 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 <laughs> exclusive. I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to be making any conclusions because we're playing like championship level Sheffield. But that, this is going to be my hot take. I don't think they're championship level. I, I genuinely, the, what I witnessed today is 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 championship relegation level. They were <laughs> fucking awful. They are so bad. You think they're going down? They're not coming back what? anytime. No, no, no. I don't. I don't think they actually will. But if they play like, through. If they played like that every single season without not Chris, double dipping, but every single game without Chris Wilder, I think they could be in trouble in the league below. You know, they're terrible. They made Sabios look like a combination of the best midfielders to ever grace the game today. <laughs> oh, so yeah, Sabios had a good game. Again, I'm not going to take anything from it. Um, I'd still thought he looked very shaky at times. Same. Yeah. Like he was, lo- he was still losing the ball as much. He was still making like weird, contrived back passes. It's just that Sheffield weren't making the most of it, like the teams we've been playing recently. It was like um, they, hadn't, they hadn't watched a Sabios Beyblade compilation. So when he starts yeah. spinning, they were just like, "Where do we go?" <laughs> I think I've, I've conversely, got, I've got though, here. I thought. Oh, I think Sheffield United. I think they might be the worst attacking team I've ever seen in the Premier League this season. Oh, they, that, I, that, that they Derby got. season, that Derby season, they had nothing. Was it Robert Earnshaw, I think, who led the line that season? How many goals? We tell you the, the uh, only striker to have ever scored a hat trick in all the British leagues and internationally. Short, sure, I don't give a shit. Don't give like, very many. He, yeah, yeah, he, he scored. Scored a hat trick in League Two, League One, Championship, Premier League, internationally. That is um, a great accolade. Like, that is a great accolade yeah, to have he's, to your he's name. The only player who's ever done that. Great, I don't care. He plays for Wales, um, <laughs> and his Premier League hat trick was a, it was pitiful. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just checking here how many goals Derby scored at this. Point. Derby scored twenty. Twenty. Okay. I mean, Sheffield are on seventeen. Oh. oh, that is so poor. That, that is so poor. It's sh- <laughs> shameful. To score 20 goals is so poor. Wait, they've only scored 17? Yeah. Sheffield on 17. I, I had... We, I'm sure we all did as well. We all had such... Oh, my God. Derby conceded 89 goals. Oh, Their goal difference was minus 69. <laughs> <laughs> 
they had, they had, they had to hit that number. Did they look into they look into nice. any sort of match fixing towards the end of that? Because they were definitely shif- shipping on purpose. <clears throat> now I th- I think um you know Sheffield are representing the the greatest league in the world, and I think they really need to take a long hard look at themselves after this season because this is the city I live in. This you know it's a it's a it's a proud footballing city, and what th- this side has put on the table this season is. You know, it, it's pathetic. Dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. But, and so you say they were dreadful today as well? I mean, yeah. Like, we, I thought we were... Uh, I'm actually going to be more negative than Ed here. Ed's, Ed's going to take the positive side of things this week because, you know, I watched it and I thought we were... You know, we were good. We were all right. Like, a couple of players had really good performances, but all you could... All, all I could pay attention to really was, was like... We were playing it to side we would come up against in the early rounds of the League Cup. Like yeah, they enough. could, they couldn't put a pass together. Like uh, it was, it was embarrassing. Um, well, I think I think they're worse now even than they were in their poor run at the start. And I think it's so obvious that their season's gone. Uh, it's kind of horrible to watch actually, like mm. a Premier League team look like this because I if I, if I'm if I'm if I'm like head of Sheffield United, I know I'm getting I know I'm getting relegated. I, I do not take Wilder out of that position because that is the beating heart of the club. And now it's, he, it's, he it's resigned, nice. didn't he? I don't know why they got rid of him. I'm, I'm assuming it was mutual. I think it was. Yeah, mutual. I think he resigned. I think he resigned. I think that's what happened. Um, maybe maybe he was told to resign. You never really know. What I thought was that was that the board came to a decision. Oh, maybe yeah. I think um, with Arsenal, just quickly, because I think there are some positives. Like I think yeah, Martin, yeah, yeah. Martinelli scored, if I'm not mistaken. Martinelli yeah, being back. Okay, is great. okay. Let, let's let's actually yeah, talk looked, about looked, Martinelli really, offers really yeah good. quite a lot on that left. Let, let's actually talk about Arsenal for for a sec. Um, and Ed, I want to I want to nominate my not my man of the match because there were definitely better players, but. Callum Chambers might be our first choice right back going forward. I think Ooh. I think Callum Chambers puts in a better cross than any of our for a, right backs. Yeah, for for a man that's built like a, a relatively big centre back, he has a crazy amount of like you know deli- delicacy with his his touch and his crosses, and he just you know I don't want to get too carried away, but if it's between keeping him or holding, then Rob Holding is out the door. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Plus, you've got to remember that we've got Saliba. On like we still own that man. Like even though he's at Nice, yeah. and let me say he's having a great time at Nice, we still have him. There's no need for us to be like playing holding next. No, also, no. apparently, apart from the has got it. no talent ID. Oh, I'm, I'm going to Arsenal guys real quick because I'm actually quite pissed off now. Like... Um, <laughs> you're talking about Callum Chambers, like your first choice right back. What has happened to Arsenal? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not it's not good enough, and I I don't think um like let, let's put this into perspective a little bit. Like everyone at the club and everyone who supports the club knows that we need to sign a new first choice right back. It's going to be the the priority position in the summer. I just think until then it should be Callum Chambers because oh, I is... think we need centre mids more. Need a right back. I just think a team that looks so drab and lifeless at the best of times. If right back is your priority. Then, then we're in real trouble here. I no, think. no, no. I, I completely agree, and I think, I think, um, we should be trying to build this team from the front because, uh, I, I think, honestly, I really think we should sign a left wing. We've been linked with Zaha recently. I'd love that personally. We've been linked um, with Zaha for like the past five seasons. Yeah, this, time, <laughs> this, this is time, all I'll say on that. This, this time it's going to happen, man. How old is he now? Twenty eight. <laughs> Twenty eight. Twenty nine. Yeah, I wouldn't be against signing him. I'd yeah, rather I will sign say him it's a lot of like, money for I will say. I will say. When was the last time? When was the last time Sahas like scored a goal? He was injured for like two months. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, let, let's move on. Let's move. Yeah, he this. had a really good start to the season. Slavia Prague. I want to talk about. <laughs> I'm sharing the misery around tonight. Okay. Yeah, go on. Yeah. I didn't watch the game, obviously, because why would I watch that? Um, but are oh, you busy watching your own Europa League game? <laughs> I was watching. Um... Hold that! Hold that! Hold that! <laughs> you know, Donnarumma's equipped lost. To uh, Villarreal as well. Oh Jesus! Yeah, oh, no, 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 because because of course they did. For story purposes, we're <laughs> coming up against Emery in the next round. <laughs> because, sure... because they've returned back to their normal level of being a shit team. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I'm not. We're I'm not, not talking. We're not talking that. about this. Ed, I'm wait. not having that. No, sorry, I won't have it. We're talking. Are, are we talking about an imaginary fixture level? Whatever level they were at, you should have beat them. And and Villarreal beat you were a lower level side than them. We did. We all said on the podcast, you know. It's out there for people to listen to. We said that they had the game of their lives, which they of did. Of course they did, but that shouldn't matter. Why does but that now, matter? But yeah, what I, my point is, like, they are not going to have that game anymore. The game of their lives <laughs> has been and gone. They're now, of course, back to their usual shit self, because of course they are. I'm sure if, if the team had listened to that podcast episode, they probably would have just forfeited the game before going into it because they knew yeah. that they had exhausted all their luck, <laughs> all their performance. <laughs> yeah. I didn't watch that game. We're not talking about that game. We're not talking about a hypothetical Spurs fixture because they weren't in it. They lost. Um, they like, embarrassed themselves already. Let's talk about embarrassing and let's talk about like Arsenal. you did. They were shit. Um, <laughs> we were we were terrible. We were uh, fucking dreadful. It was it was embarrassing. <laughs> it was pathetic. It was miserable. Uh, I can't think of any more words for that effect, but it was it was pure unadulterated pain. I, just, I think today I was like again frustrated by Arteta because he he's always talking about like picking the players who are performing well <laughs> and today he starts Lacazette after like an actual act of terrorism against the number nine <laughs> he he desecrated the number nine shirt not just for Arsenal for for football, for football. Yeah. yeah I mean it's so funny because I was actually watching my own team play so mm. I I missed the Arsenal game but I, I, understandable. And because football is my life, like it's so embarrassing. I, after we win a game, I'll spend hours watching all, all the highlights, all the analysis, all the interviews, all of that. This week happened. I was just, I was just watching all of that for Arsenal because I can't quite get my head around, around that team at the moment. I've, I've seen that Lacazette chance on the, on the breakaway. Uh, I've watched that over and over again, and all the things. <laughs> Breakaway. <laughs> yeah, that that's one. That's one. I can't believe he ran so slowly. But the cameraman had to slow down and pan back because he was going too fast. It was enough. He, he created, he got himself into the position where he still had ages, even though he ran so slow. He still had a lot of time to size up where he was going to put it. And on the face of it, it's not that poor a finish. It's almost unlucky. It hits the crossbar. But that is that is unlucky golden. he hasn't he's not got enough golden. tech to play as a striker. Yeah. <laughs> one on one. Like with that long to think about it, all of the goals to aim at. The keeper didn't make himself that big at all. Nope. There's no reason nope. his shot should go that high. I don't think he's aiming for top corner. He, there. he barely even gets hassled by the defender who catches up with it. And, and this just to, just to tie this really quick to the, the game against Sheffield today. Um if our commentators on Arsenal matches need to stop comparing our strikers to Henri, right? So Lacaz- oh, that Lacaz- really pissed me off when he said the finish. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Lacazette scored, Lacazette scored a reasonably good finish across the goalkeeper today. And whatever clown was on commentary said, oh, that, you know, that reminded me of a certain Arsenal legend, Thierry Henri. And then my mind flashed back to that chance against Slavia Prague, where I saw a man running through treacle, 
and then missing the easiest chance of all time. And I just think <laughs> comparing our club legend to this abominable <laughs> striker, stop it. Stop it. Um, even even today with Chelsea, he looks so slow. Yeah, like, yeah. He's he's so slow. I mean, I'll give it to man. He did finish it nice. It was a really nice move. Yeah, Yeah. Um, and I think you know, Temi, you said you said you're you're you know watching the Arsenal analysis. It's inexplicable how bad we are and everything. And you know, I'm going to stop sort of you know treading around it or pretending to give any benefit of the doubt. Arteta is an amateur. Every uh, everything we do, we don't have good enough players. But everything we do that's, that's underperforming is because he's not good enough. He needs to go. He's way worse than Mourinho is at Tottenham. He has no idea what he's doing. I can't stand him. He he's not likable to make up for how naive he is in everything he does. Like he pl- picks the wrong. The, the most basic, the fundamentals of management are picking the best players and making the right subs. And he can't do either on any level. He gets it wrong every time. I can't stand it. He needs to go. He's go right now. Right it's so refreshing to hear you say that because, like, I've seen so much this week defending him, and just knowing what a big club Arsenal have been in my life, I, I can't believe it. You, like, I don't, I don't want to pile on because you know what the situation is. Because our tenth, eleventh, tenth. No, no, no. I think, I think tenth back into the top half today. Yeah. Your season is on ten. Like, what, what happens this week? It could be the end of your That's season. A- Sorry, there's, there's one more bit of fatness I want to talk about. And it's not actually doing with Lacazette, right? So, um, you know how slow Lacazette is? I've noticed that William is just as slow, even though it looks like he's moving quickly. His, his legs are moving Sorry, really fast. Sorry, breaking news. We're actually ninth. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! Right. Take, take all <laughs> this back. Yeah, we're ahead of Leeds on goal difference. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and Champions League contenders now, Ed. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're not in the Champions League, so no, that wouldn't be the case anyway, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, like I just think, I just think you could, our fans could talk as, and I think, Ed Dixon, I don't know if you felt this as well, but I thought the Slavia Prague game was the first time that Arteta out to me seemed to become like the mainstream opinion. Like it felt like a turning point. People I say I, that, I, but I'm still seeing like Twitter polls where the majority is still, oh, just oh, trust the Jesus. Stick with Arteta. That's got to be trolling. I can't, be- no, I can't. No, I don't think that. it is. You, you I, guys I see their opinions on my timeline. It's not like it's like some mystery people. I see people on my timeline. I get rid of them, but I see their opinions <laughs> that are terrible. Yeah. Like this, it's... like if if this guy wants to fuck about with stupid players and stupid formations, you could do that in like the Belgian league or something. Like if, if you shouldn't if, be doing that at Arsenal, like Arsenal yeah. shouldn't be his first club, and he shouldn't be doing what he is doing here. I know, you know, Arsenal are, we're a banter club. We've been shit shit for years, but I'm sorry, we are not a a playground for a novice manager to go and just do whatever the hell he likes with with his made up formations playing this season. He's played William at striker. You know, <laughs> he, he's just, he plays Lacazette at number 10. He's doing whatever the fuck he wants because <laughs> he thinks he's a genius and he's just not shown it. He's not shown it at all. Is that and, number 10? Yeah. We're, 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 <laughs> yeah we're, isn't that hilarious? <laughs> we're, we're, we're staking. We are literally staking our club's future here on a manager who has no track record to judge him off of. Like he won the flukiest FA cup of all time in, in the weirdest season there's ever been. And Arsenal fans are using it as a, as a reason to justify keeping a manager who has us in, in and around the bottom half. Arsenal Football Club. It's crazy. Oh, man, I'm so angry. Someone else crazy. My last question. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ed. My last question, just before I round up on United in in Europe. What is the process? Could one of you tell me what the process is? <laughs> process like, is pro- refusing to recognise who our good players are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all, so that's all you know, there is you know, to it. The original phrase, trust the process, was from, I think it was the 76ers in basketball, deliberately yeah. tanked for three seasons. <laughs> like, deliberately played bad, so then they could get all the draft picks and all the best players in one clean swoop. Okay. Now, but when when this but is when not the, what Arsenal were doing. but when the football draft players come through, we'll be great. No, okay. So so yeah, we like, get we get to pick Holland and Mbappe, right? <laughs> yeah, we just, we just get to take them. Um, <laughs> no, I think um, okay. So so the main let, let's just go through real quick the the pro Arteta arguments here, right? So okay, he's not been backed. Okay, that's just false. He has uh, most of the squad he picks every week. He's either re-signed them to contracts because he likes them so much or he's signed them himself. What's the excuse? Yeah, to put it bluntly, have a £70 million winger and a £50 million midfielder under him. That's that's backed. Okay, well, we, did, we didn't sign Pepe under Arteta, but we did sign, we did sign Partey. Um, and, you know, it, to back a manager, they need to show that they're good enough to, to earn that respect and trust. And he's done nothing like that. So yeah, that's strike number one. Number two, the players aren't good enough. Uh, some of them aren't, but a lot of them are, and he's m- aggressively mishandled them. Yeah, uh, they're they're better than bottom half of the table. Yep, like uh, the basic thing. Like first... I remember, like at the beginning of the season, people were kind of predicting where we would finish based on our squad, and like you know, people were predicting like kind of fourth, fifth, which is I've, the right. Uh, yeah, I've said it before, but after party, Arsenal I thought club. you guys were getting top but, six. Like, we come. Like we come to this half of the season and people are like, oh, no wonder we're here. Our squad is like worse than like man for man, worse than all the teams above us. And it's like, how can what? Okay, so he, he sent our he sent our first or second best centre back away because he forgot to send him on loan at the start and forgot to play him. What? What is that? Um. He, oh, Jesus Christ! Like. Every time our, our seventy million pound winger gets a good run of form, he drops him. Um, he runs our players into the ground. Uh, he forgot to sign a backup left back, so we're having to play Granite Jacker there. What, I think. What you... I think one of the. I think I read an article from I think it was Tim Stillman recently that put it really him. like nicely into uh, perspective. That's the word. That's the word. Um, where he was saying like. If you if you choose to like re-sign a thirty-one-year-old on a huge contract, you're saying that he's worth build like for the amount of money he's earning, he is worth building the team around. Like you either pay him that money or you sell him. But Arteta has kept him just to like well have him I don't, play. You kind don't of know. I, I feel like you don't know the influence of the board in this in this instance. You don't know if it's solely Arteta saying okay, big man, boom. But you don't. I feel like the board is has demonstrated time and time again with Arsenal. They don't know what the fuck they're doing, and they say like, "Oh, Aubameyang, yeah. good, he must sign." <laughs> but because but that's the situation of every club, you have to you have to come to a point where all things being equal, just look at the manager's performance. Because yeah, we don't know the influence of the, on, yeah on on certain decisions, but that's true. That's true everywhere you look, and I think he's had the worst performance of any manager this season. I think you're you're you're, you're bang on the money, and I think. Uh, Okay, we've got more to say about this, and I need to. There's more stuff I need to talk about because this is this is our season, and it's it's too much. Um, I think for Arsenal, I think to be honest, I think we will ha- the se- the season review will be the time. 
because, yeah. because this this will be a, a 10 hour long but let me let me, let me let me say something to finish this up quickly and it ties into everything we've been talking about if arteta and the board resign lacazette to a long-term contract i have i i'm sending all the hope i have for this club away it's it's no longer something i believe in it, it, it would epitomize every decision we've made wrong in the last few years. And it, it will show that no one is learning from any mistakes and we're just accepting the level we're at. Like, mm. No, I agree. I think, I think that'd be, a, I think that'd be an actually yeah, crazy. 100%. Decision, to be <laughs> it would be like Lacazette has not been a Bamiyang to be, to be re-signing him like that. Like he's, <laughs> he's, he's having his best season at the club while Bamiyang's having his worst. And I think he's just, Passed him in goals today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's. Um, we'll do quickly do Man United Granada and then we'll do we'll... it now because basically my whole review is job done without the green tick emoji. Hopefully we add the, the green tick uh, this week with a boring nil nil. I have really nothing to say about the game. We beat a team that we're better than. Thank God. That's it. Um, interesting fact: <laughs> this team, nice. this team has Roberto Soldado starting for them now. So. Yeah. That's as, oh. clear, that's as clear a buy to the next round as I've ever seen in my entire life. So we'll just take that one off. And we are great rush for goal. That's it. <laughs> okay, guys, I think that rounds up the rounds up. Okay, I think that finishes up the roundup for today. It's been a, yeah, another dismal week of football for me. Um, I hate the sport. I don't even know why I started this podcast, but <laughs> just say goodbye and I can just go to sleep. <laughs> anyway, um, you must be somewhat happy with that I guess yeah of course I'm over me I, I'm worried for my luck to run out on this podcast uh, but it's been going well so far <laughs> alright um, yeah fuck off please um, Ed Dixon top right that what bye <laughs> nice Pat Halpin bottom left till next time yep Hammerson bottom right last but not least you're muted. You're muted. Please, God, hurry up. Good night. <laughs> and if you if you enjoyed the podcast, please follow it on Spotify, rate it on Apple Podcast, and get involved in our new brand new giveaway where we'll be giving away a Pace and Power t-shirt and a Pace and Power mug. Very nice. Very smart. We'll see you in the next one.